Hi guys, welcome back to Cosmic Wisdom Podcast slash Tarot with myself Ashley. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to my channel, welcome to my podcast, welcome to your spiritual safe space where we discuss all things spiritual. If you are returning, thank you so much for supporting my channel and my podcast. It means everything to me to be able to connect with you guys and bring you consistent content around astrology and around tarot. So thank you so much for sharing your love and for connecting with me here now today i feel really good guys like how are you guys i want to know if you're feeling good if you're feeling good let me know in the comments even just leave an emoji or a, a, a small comment just let me know how good you're feeling because the energy is amazing like the energy is just top 10 energy right now um and i think this has a lot to do with the sun in taurus at the moment so i'm gonna try and knock this episode out in 20 minutes because i'm just mindful of the fact that i know i love astrology and i can talk about it forever but i want to keep it short and sweet for you guys this episode so let's just get into it let's talk about the sun in taurus which became in transit on the 20th of April and will remain in the sign of Taurus until the 21st of May. It will then move into the sign of Gemini. Now the sun in Taurus is definitely um, a beautiful energy. It has been making me feel very, like not lazy because the sun can, the sun in Taurus can be like a, a lazy energy, a blase energy. But for me in particular, it hasn't been feeling like I want to be lazy. It just makes me feel like I want to be a little, more, little bit more laid back. Like I just want to be a little bit more relaxed. I've been doing like face masks nearly every day to just make myself feel a lot more like cared for. Um, I've been taking walks in the park, just looking and admiring the trees. I've been like seeing birds and being absolutely in love with the birds that I'm seeing. I've been watching like animal um, videos on YouTube and just being in absolute awe with my surroundings and also like the fact that being a human is pretty dope and also the fact that we can connect with animals and plants is pretty dope as well. So there's definitely been this airy fairy energy and I think that's also down to Jupiter and Neptune still in the sign of Pisces, which we're also gonna talk about. But yeah, the sun in Taurus has been great for me. Um, it's my fourth house, so I've been really focused on my home, um, family, which is really nice, like just really connecting with my siblings, connecting with my my mom um also my partner and just been really interested in more beautifying my home like making my home more cozy having more warm tones around the house and also spending my coin on like little things to get my house in order like organization and stuff so wherever Taurus sits on your birth chart is where you're going to be feeling a lot of um energy or rather feeling like you're going to be very interested in the themes that that house has to offer all right so moving on <laughs> the sun will enter gemini on the 21st of may and on the same day we'll make a conjunction to mercury in um i think mercury will still yes the mercury will still be in gemini at that point and then it goes retrograde literally like two days later um into taurus so we have a focus here again on wherever Gemini sits in your chart, um, where you might be feeling like this 
place or this theme gives me a sense of vitality, gives me energy. It may be also that you're feeling, I need to bring more energy and focus or attention to the matters of that house. So you'll also be using Gemini qualities. So communication, um, local travel, um, like intellect to that house as well to achieve wherever it is you're trying to achieve by embodying the themes of that house. We also have on May the 5th, interestingly, the sun conjuncting Uranus. Now there's loads of different aspects, but there's two in particular that I've picked out that, you know, they seem very favorable to me. So the sun is still in Taurus on May the 5th, may I point out, um, making a conjunction to Uranus in Taurus. So this is very interesting because obviously they're in the same house and they're going to be having a significant impact on the themes that that house may highlight for you. So this aspect in my interpretation will allow you to find the energy and drive to implement change in your identity or the things that you identify with, which in, in return will have an impact on your surroundings, your relationships and yourself. So one of the things that Uranus is known for is being rebellious, um, being drastic, uh, also delivering the unexpected. So when it's in regards to identity, we could drastically do something. We can drastically change something and it could seem like an unexpected change to everybody around us. So we need to be careful not to be too rebellious because usually Uranus is doing something in search of freedom to um, unleash or release itself from something that feels restricted. We're thinking Saturn, which also co-rules Aquarius, which is the sign that rules Uranus. So when we're searching for freedom, there can be like, by all means necessary, I'm going to make sure I feel free and liberated from anything that makes me feel restricted. And we can kind of get the wrong end of the stick if we make decisions without thinking them through. And that's why Taurus is important because Taurus thinks things through. Taurus is focused on planning, on building, on stabilizing certain situations and doesn't usually um, do well with disruption. So whilst we might feel like we wanna unexpectedly change something or drastically do something, we also need to be mindful of the fact that we need to consider if it's appropriate or if it's going to cause us any long-term issues. All right? So on May the 13th, we have the Sun conjunct the North Node. Again, another um, favorable aspect happening here. And in my interpretation, this is where we have the sun being supported by the North Node to push and encourage you into spaces where you feel you belong and also to enable you to um, make use of opportunities that are reflective of your true calling and being able to recognize when these opportunities arise. You also may feel inspired to grab hold of them 
It may feel like this is a once in a lifetime situation, once in a lifetime opportunity that comes along. So it's like no debating on whether you can take it now or later. It's like it's now or never kind of. So these positive aspects and energy, especially with Taurus, which is ruled by Venus here, being a significant influence will support you with building the solid foundation that you're looking for to achieve success in whatever you're doing. This energy feels very mature. For the most part, people who are past the age of 23 or 24 will be able to sort of identify with the fact that they need to get their life on track, but also honor and make use of their unique gifts and talents to establish a presence in this world that doesn't rely on external sources now this is very important because taurus energy is i have what do i have um what are my resources what are my skills what are my gifts so being able to identify those qualities in yourself and using them to establish independence is very important during this month and i think when the sun moves into gemini once we've done the groundwork once we've done the planning we're now able to execute um, our plans with the support of gemini energy now for the moon i'm not going to go into too much detail because i will do um updates as and when these lunations arise but we have on may the 16th the full moon full lunar eclipse happening in the sign of scorpio and on may the 30th the ending of the month we have the new moon in gemini which again is going to be two significant energies that you may want to be aware of um, in your life over the next couple months mercury now mercury is not my star of the show this month because mercury is going retrograde for the first time since reverie so um we've had a, lo a very long run of no hiccups no issues and like i said in my last video i had already started to see mercury on its bullshit <laughs> on its bullshit before it's already gone retrograde so we're kind of i think like i said for me sometimes i feel and i see things like two weeks prior to the transit um so, so we will have mercury going retrograde um on the 10th of may in the sign of gemini in which he will spend 13 days still retrograde in the sign of gemini before backtracking into the sign of taurus so whatever you started around the 11th of april to the 10th of may you'll need to go back and reevaluate whatever it is that you were doing especially if it's in regards to like paperwork or in regards to emails being lost or not being filed or needing to be sent or in regards to your daily checklist maybe you forgot to do something that was on your checklist a few weeks ago and now you're having to go back to that but there's some sort of needing to go back and reevaluate something or redo something that maybe you've already done there's also some back and forth but here between these two houses and there may be some loose ends that you need to tie up like I just described. On the 13th of June, Mercury will then re-enter Gemini. So now we can start the ball rolling on whatever it is that we were trying to complete. Any delays that arise due to the Mercury retrograde, any circumstances that result in you having to fact check or reread over relevant material will be for the best. There may be something crucial that you missed that you may that may cause you issues down the line in the future if you don't like identify that you've missed this significant thing 
why because mercury is being supported by the gods so it's almost as if they're co-signing your actions but also alerting you to the fact that prevention is better than the cure in the long run so there are no hard aspects here and saturn is involved here indirectly through pluto and capricorn so again giving approval to the changes being made but reminding you of the lessons you have learned in the past maybe similar situations so let's say you're someone that doesn't proofread your emails or doesn't proofread your assignment and you kind of wing it like if you submit like let's say it's the end of your term and you've winged a paper and you've submitted it without proofreading it it could backfire if you don't take the time especially during mercury retrograde to reread whatever it is that you are going to submit because there's going to be something significant that you miss and that may mean that you miss a lot of your marks because you just didn't double check that you included all the information that you needed to include in that particular assignment for example but for the most part mercury is having a good time there's no hard aspects like i said mercury sextiles venus and jupiter and mars and even trines pluto throughout the month of may so whatever it is that we need to go back over or redo or to be mindful of is ultimately for the the best it's ultimately for the good venus will enter aries on the 2nd of may a few days after this um like i spoke about in the very beginning the sun will conjunct uranus so these energies are although very different somewhat similar because venus in aries is looking for passion is looking for excitement is looking for something new something um something thrilling and uranus in some degree could also be a planet that kind of seeks out the same energy but expresses it differently in its environment so the similarity is the electrifying energy they can bring to our personality and to the house that venus or uranus is transiting and the impulsive desires that come from wanting freedom and excitement in our lives can be seen through this transit the difference is Uranus asks us to free ourselves from any limitations that stop us from pursuing the future we desire, whilst Venus in Aries can coerce us into acting before we think. Like ending a relationship abruptly because you're looking for something a lot more passionate and then realising that you didn't think about it properly and regretting the, the, the decision that you you made or the action that you um took towards that relationship especially if it's a long-term relationship like you might feel like you've just thrown away something that was very important to you or something that you put a lot of time and effort into for no reason it's almost like whatever you're looking for searching for if it's something to do with a void then you need to go inwards and find out what the issue or the the wound is that's being created within yourself like not to look to outside influences to fix those issues within yourself then late may on the 28th we have venus entering taurus so when venus glides into taurus we are more concerned with our stability our long-term goals our foundation our finances wherever taurus is on the cusp in your chart is where you will have mercury venus uranus and the north node so this can manifest as something unexpectedly taking place in your life like suddenly signing a contract purchasing a house like a once in a lifetime opportunity that arises as a result of something you have been patiently waiting on or also putting off 
Now, Venus makes two hard aspects to Black Moon Lilith, which is in Cancer, and Pluto in Capricorn, and Pluto will be retrograde at that point. So those are two aspects that you may find uh, a lot more tricky to deal with over the month of May. Maybe there's something that you need to transform. There's some sort of change that you need to implement, but you're finding it very difficult to do that, especially if it's in regards to love. Now, Mars is my star of the month, okay? Um, the God of War is coming in like a wrecking ball because it's going into the sign of Aries. Um, albeit late, late May, you can still start feeling the effects of um, Mars moving into its home sign by like the, 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 the week before. Um, I didn't write any notes for this one, which is very interesting because by this point I was like, <laughs> if I'm honest, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to write anymore. I'm just going to kind of wing it and see what kind of comes up for me. But the reason why, uh, Mars, the God of love and war is my star of the month is because of the beautiful aspects that Mars is making. Mars is sextiling Uranus, sextiling North node, conjunct Neptune, sextiling Pluto and conjuncting Jupiter all in one month. So that means that there's a lot of focus on our action, our drive, our energy, our sexuality, um, our fulfillment as well. And it's very favorable because with the sun in Taurus, we're able to actually do the work, do the hard ground work, the planning, the um, organized, organizing the restructuring that we need to do to achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve and i think most importantly if you take this energy and actually use it to initiate changes in your environment then you're going to find that you feel like you're very blessed that you're being rewarded for making those changes yourself and not having to um, experience a tower moment or have an outside influence come in and drastically change something for you. So that's why Mars is my star of the month. And then we have Jupiter entering Aries on the 10th of May as well. So finally coming out of Pisces into another fire sign, which is definitely gonna feel at home in again edging on encouraging mars to expand our energy to expand our consciousness um and to just go after what we want and to not be scared of you know doing the things that we need to do in this moment the only thing that i am concerned about with jupiter and aries is that jupiter and aries um has in the past indicated some war okay it has indicated like like people just getting too um too focused on power too focused on control too focused on being the most powerful influential person in the world and as a result um you know going out there and trying to assert themselves in a way that's obviously detrimental to the well-being of everybody else so we need to be very mindful of that of people trying to fight or to coerce people into fighting for a cause that um, ultimately doesn't benefit anyone see if this has anything to do with um 
the conflicts going on at the moment and whether other people may get involved finally as a result of this Jupiter Aries um, situation going on where other people feel like if they're being threatened then they're going to have to take matters into their own hand because Aries is the first house so it's like your ego can be bruised and as a result you you know go and you go and use your power or you use your anger in the wrong way so that is my only concern for jupiter and aries other than that jupiter in the first house in aries can be pretty good um it can mean that we have more energy to burn so more energy to use to go to the gym more energy to use for our creativity more energy to give to ourselves and to give to our relationships i will say make sure you have a physical outlet for the amount of energy that you may be feeling because if you don't then you can find that it creates headaches or you can find that it creates tension in your body or can even make you angry <laughs> so guys that is my take on the astrology for the month of may we have done it in under 20 minutes so i am super ecstatic about that i hope this reading this interpretation of the astrology i hope this interpretation of the astrology helps you plan out a very abundant and successful month and i can't wait to come back and speak to you guys about the upcoming lunation until then i hope you have an amazing month and we will speak very soon take care guys bye